Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to episode 13 of Is This Place Haunted? Oh, hi, Lauren. <laughs> hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I feel like it's fate that our episode 13 is on our first episode of Month of Macabre. Month of Macabre. It's also my birthday month, by the way. I know, you're a real spooky bitch. I am, I am an authentic spooky bitch. And I'm not just like a beginning October, not that I'm slagging people off for beginning October. I am the summer. <laughs> I am in the middle of October. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. Bring on the autumn leaves. Bring on the ghosts haunting me. I love it. That's the weird thing about here is that like my October slash spooky month is going to be summery. Oh, is like, it summery? Yeah, it's just going into summer. It's like spring. My God, I have actually no concept of like any other country. I'm so like, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually quite bright, right? Like, please don't like you know, audience people. I I am yeah, intelligent. We're both pretty bright, intelligent people. <laughs> me is me is okay, but like sometimes certain geographical things. I do you know there was this thing on TikTok earlier, and it was like, "Do you know where this country is?" And I was proper like, "Of course I'll know where it is." And then I stared at it for ages and ages, and I was like, "Shit, where is that?" <laughs> and it was like, "Was it like the background was like Lauren didn't know where it was?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly, it was like it was quite embarrassing. But of course, do you know what it was? It was oh god, in the south of France, M- Monaco. I was like, where the fuck's... Yes. I was like, places like Monaco and stuff like that. And sometimes even like Switzerland, I'm like, probably like, oh, right, is that where that is? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? 100%. And I think if, I'm like, that was Eastern Europe a bit. I'm like, oh, is that where oh, that yeah. is? Yeah. Because I used to go to like B- Bulgaria all the time. And I was literally just like, like where's this? <laughs> like, where is this? <laughs> where is this place? 
but as far I as they get with Africa as well yeah Africa's a, a t- like in university challenge when I used to watch it I used to hate questions about the geography of Africa and I'd be like I don't know any of these things not that winning um university challenge means anything by the way quasi quarting fucking arsehole true that but um mm. yeah and, you know I remember as well like every time I see Russia I'm always shook at how big it is even though I know it's really big I know it is big but at the same time I think a lot of it's just empty yeah the empty landmass yeah. but no wonder Putin is like so narcissistic can you imagine being in charge of all that all that barren landscape <laughs> all that that <laughs> all whole that. country that's a huge country to be in charge of do you know it's huge. not just that it's it's his it's what was it his whole beef is because of the like the ussr or whatever falling apart and like losing all those like sub-states or whatever they're called, like countries that were associated within the ussr i'm like what's the big what's the big deal like who cares you can't even like run why do you use the country you've actually got if it's all yeah, bad exactly. yeah why you literally why like it's obviously to do with oil reserves and shit like that there's obviously something behind it but i think it also is also literally a vanity project it's mental. A hundred percent. I think it's literally a power thing. Like he just wants he's just pushing his luck, basically. What he's got's not enough. I know. Um I mean it's pretty disgusting. But anyway, um back to the original comment. I'm so bad with geography and I'm even worse with seasonal understanding. So if you say it's summer there right now, I'm just like, are you not enjoying all um <laughs> like <laughs> you're like are the leaves not falling? <laughs> the, the leaves not falling on the this the lovely hilly ground of New Zealand. So when is it winter there then? So it's like winter is like they're just came out of winter. Oh right. Like how we're just coming out of summer. So that like on Christmas Day they have like Barbies on the beach, which sounds amazing, but also I'm very uh I'm a very traditional Christmas gal. Oh Barbies. I, I thought you meant like barbies like has them like blonde <laughs> like the dolls <laughs> i was like proper like oh, yeah right. they have barbies, barbies and they just they on the beach of thing um yeah they put shrimps on the barbie even though that's australia no i wouldn't do that at all i'd be like proper like because like i'm like get that christmas tree up hun and get that roast on I know it's like because I, I like the sort of like the nostalgic kind of like victorian era kind of like vibe around christmas like even though it's all bullshit like you do you know what i mean it's really just a pagan festival that we're doing and but it's like 100 percent. i'm the same you know I, I like all that shit i'm gonna start pro- properly practicing pagan next year i think do you know that i think we'll actually have a, a yule good on you i'm gonna do it I'm done love that um well yeah like we said this is the the month of macabre because we love spooky shit mm-hmm I always feel like I should be wearing a top hat when I say macabre. I'm like, oh, fancy word. Macabre. I know. Macabre. Um, and actually, when you think about it, this is our first episode in the spooky month. And yeah. That's cool. Um, and it's our 13th episode. And we're doing it on an amazing topic this week, Lauren. It is? It's on electric voice phenomena. And oh. I'm just going to go through... A little bit, by the bit before we do start, I do want to cover housewives a little bit, just a little bit. We, we will, start. we will. I'm just, I'm just dabbling in the month of the cab with my top hat on. And I think it's, it's good that we're doing episodes intermittently like this. So we'll do venues as usual, and then do a little bit. And then I was talking to my, well, we'll talk about it later on off cam, off camera. Um, but like I've got a few other ideas for this month. But basically, um, 
it's kind of almost like covering off like the ghost hunter like kit do you know what I mean because one of the most exciting things for me when I was like when I was like getting into ghost hunting and all that type of stuff like I once watched when I, I must have been about 13 14 and I watched this documentary it was on channel four and I honestly wish I could find it again right and it was about it was literally called like voices of the dead or something and what it was it was like the this documentary about real people who had basically by chance like recorded their loved ones like on devices and stuff like that so I remember this one story in particular, right, Um, where this lady had, like, her young son had passed away. I think he was in his teens or something like that. Or I mean, in his late teens, it was, like, some sort of car accident. And I remember in the documentary that what she did was she'd heard about electric voice phenomenon, which I'll go into in a second, and that she was so desperate to hear from her son, she followed, like, some instructions. So she went to bed one night and she, she put, her, like, a like a normal voice recorder like back in the 90s or whatever it was or maybe it was even the 80s or whatever and she put it inside a tin next to her bed I've never seen this documentary again so this is how poignant this was do you know what I mean and she said that she woke up the next morning and she listened back to the tape and she could hear her son's voice on this recorded tape and he was going go on go on get her to wake up get her to wake up and I remember being like oh my god that's so crazy and she was like swear down it was my son's voice I could hear him I heard him talking to someone else and they were joking about waking me up and there was loads of other experiences in the same documentary and I remember thinking like I really need to learn how to do this and stuff it's it's such an interest I know and see and any ghost hunting show as well when you think about you know ghost hunters or adventures or most haunted even who don't use it as much um I think my favorite moments are when they just like they get out the old like voice recorder and they just talk and try and catch them. Hundred percent. Like hundred percent. That's more convincing than any fucking table tipping or, you know, like Ouija board for me anyway. That like it's more convincing. Totally. Real time and stuff. So that's what we're gonna cover. But but yeah. Fabulous. Well, I listened to an episode of Two Girls One Ghost, which is. I think like my favorite paranormal podcast, obviously, except us. Um, and they have like listeners' episodes encounters. And this girl had like a sleeping app on her phone because oh. I know, and I can't remember if they were trying to work out why she wasn't sleeping or whatever. Mm. Um, and it just records for a minute when they hear snoring, and it captures her snoring, and you can hear two people having a like almost full-on conversation and whispering and a weird accent and her door knob going and she was like when I tell you I was fucking terrified you can I hear was... her snoring in it no that's it's so funny right because I think I was either someday I think my ex had said I'd snore I was snoring one time or whatever and I was like I don't believe you you're lying or whatever <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll download those those sleeping apps or whatever to try and like understand because obviously I didn't want to disturb anyone when I was sleeping because like, even though I was defensive about it, I didn't want I didn't I don't like the idea of keeping people awake because I'm a fat bitch and snoring. But see the thought of like <laughs> doubt like listening to it back and then hearing someone being like, oh, listen to that fat bitch snore, she's so loud. <laughs> like two ghosts bitching at me. <laughs> Couldn't do it, man. Yeah. Like see the ghosts in this one. I can't remember what they said, but it was almost like 
they were like whispering to each other and you couldn't make out what they're saying but it was something like should we wake her or something like that it was really weird obviously quite a recent episode so obviously ghosts just go around doing that by the way because that's what that woman was saying as well like they were joking about waking her up <laughs> just ghosts, like, yeah they must be like lol I'm gonna wake let's, them. <laughs> let's have a party and wake her up <laughs> wake her bitch up I must listen to that episode. Do you know what? I actually neglect those girls and they're really, really good. You what, what say? Um, I would neglect the two girls, one ghost. I know it's a really good podcast, but also... Um, I love it. My fave. I've not even been listening... You know how much I love uh, Morbid? I've not even been listening to them either. I've been oh right on the podcast. But the episode of Two Girls, One Ghost I listened to today, I think it was out today, Um, the one of the hosts was t- telling us about how she shot herself in an alleyway. Oh my god, we've all done that. <laughs> like, oh babes. And she was like, they started selling new merch, which is like TGOG stickers, but they've got a QR code so that somebody sees it and scans it, takes them to the podcast. And she was like, we should start making brown ones so people can leave it where they've shot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and we could just like have a map of where people have shot themselves. That's such a good job. Like, honestly. Oh my god, I don't think I've ever told you the story about me in um, Hamburg, but I'll tell you after this um yeah we'll not record it before we get to evps should we housewives yeah let's do a quick brief housewives um so salt lake started this week have, have you watched are you up to speed at all i'm not up to speed with the current season because i'm actually still on season two lauren oh my god well you need to run through it so salt lake so jen has not long been arrested she went ape shit at lisa in the van and <laughs> this is where I'm at so I know I'm quite behind You're but like I have it. watched Housewives of Beverly Hills well okay we'll, we'll, we'll move to Beverly but basically Salt Lake has started I'm really and I'm enjoyed the first episode I thought it was really really good I love everyone in it and you will love series two of Salt Lake it's so good once you get to the end you're series like, two to the yeah. end once I think it's get getting end. towards the end once you get to the end yeah the as the Zion episode when Jen kicks off in the car, it's so funny. Yeah, it does because the first time she gets arrested. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Uh, Housewives. Um. I know you're not a big fan of Kathy. I I do really like Kathy, and I just feel like Lena is pile. Uh, Lena is piling on again. Like. Yeah. No, I I do agree with you. Did you feel a little bit ganged up against by me and Adele saying actually I think Kathy's a dick? Well. <laughs> I actually spoke to Dale afterwards and she was like, I really like Kathy. So I was like, maybe she was, maybe you were just, yeah. I was like, oh, we're getting a bit housewives within this call. <laughs> but like, oh, I don't, I actually don't like either of them. I know, I don't like Kyle. To be honest. Adele likes Kyle. I can't stand her. I like Kyle more than I like Kathy, I have to say. I'm the other way around. I can see, I, I, I think, but maybe you're you're seeing through a narrative that I'm not seeing through. Maybe Kyle's controlling the narrative as an executive producer. Well, but to me, Kathy is coming across as a dick. And the whole American woman thing, when she was raging at her for it, it shouldn't do anything bad against her mom. I didn't get that. No, I didn't actually watch it. I think it's, I don't know if it, it was because they didn't actually have the conversation about it before she did it. But like we were saying, I was listening to Watch What Crappens last night. And it's like, well, she was totally within her right to write that. It's her mother as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not getting her at that. I think it was just what I don't like about Kyle is she always sets people up like she sets people up then she either sets like Lena, uh, Lisa Reno on them or someone else like she'll be like what about that have you thought about that Garcelle why did you do that Garcelle like remember when they were playing the Ouija board and she just randomly brings up yeah no, she's a she is a stunner but 
if Kathy was saying those horrendous things about her sister, then Kathy's a dick. I'm I, say, I say things when I'm drunk quite a lot, though, and I, I kind of like, I don't think you'd be like, "I'm gonna fucking ruin my brother. He's never coming on the podcast again. He's gonna oh. ruin the day." I don't know. I think I said that twice yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, but I do think she was probably just drunk and like raging. And I don't know. I don't trust Rena. I just think she just exaggerates. Oh, me neither. And also, like, there's a real bitchiness with with Lisa, She's but. Like- I, I do like I do think that that Kathy was being genuine when she was saying sorry but I do also think she was trying to sweep it under the rug with her money she was basically using a money broom to sweep it she's like okay let's get rid of that I just thought like I, do you not think it was a bit ridiculous when she accepted her apology and like Kyle did and then she was like well I'm glad you're here because Lisa's here right now and I was just like oh this is such a setup as usual or whatever it's like a pantomime like he's behind you and Lisa should have just said do you know what that's really fine it's not like she tried to like beat her up while she was in the pure hang she just shouted while she was there it's like that yeah I mean it's good telly to be fair they're keeping it they're absolutely trying to milk every story storyline so um, exactly but I don't think Kathy Hilton is a good person I actually don't I don't know I don't think she's a great person, but I don't, I think she's the... Oh my God, your rage. You're like, you're like putting away your Kathy poster behind you. Like, okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> I like on Housewives. I have read things about Kathy though as well. Like obviously offline and stuff. Like, But I do, I, I hate Rena. I hate Lisa Rena. I like, I hate her. Yeah. And anyone that she she's goes so after. Fake. She's so fake. She's and anyone so that fake. she goes after, I'm like, I'm 100% their best fan. Like, I didn't particularly like... Who was it she went after one time and I was like, that's it, I'm 100% on their side. Was <laughs> it Denise? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Denise Richards, but for other reasons. Um, but I didn't necessarily think that Denise was a good housewife. Like, I wasn't really that. No, I honestly think she's too nice. Yeah, she's too, too nice. Real. She's famous. She's too famous. She's like a cult hero. But, like, but also, do you know what I had a lot of beef with? And like, bring Brandy, Brandy back. She's great. But I like, I really had a lot of beef with the fact that they aired... Um, Denise like doing stuff with Brandy because like that might not have been something that Denise wanted people to know she definitely didn't want her to know, to people to know about it she's obviously quite private. like are we just out and people like it without their consent now is that what entertainment is yeah that wasn't fair and they're right they should have they like they, she should take legal action for that because it is it's a traumatic thing to be outed and like if she didn't want people to know that she had this bisexuality shit going on although not surprised um yeah it could be it could have been slanderous as well we don't know if brandy was telling the truth totally and it's such a personal thing to just be taken from you as well she's got no no choice in that and also she was technically with Anne at the time so she was just like do you know what i mean like so so it could have caused loads of marriage troubles for her as well if he didn't she was into that do you know what i mean so although it would surprise me if he was also there but um yeah no, I like Brandy, but I do think she'll do anything to get back on Housewives. Um, I think she's yeah. peace with it now since she's done Girls Trip. But like, to be honest with you, I'd, I'd actively want Brandy back. I think the cast is so bad from Beverly Hills. Oh my god! I know, bring LVP and Brandy back. I thought I I swore I saw there was an article where Garcelle was filming with LVP. And maybe you've been, definitely told me that. You've it, definitely it, mentioned it, it that. Maybe for a different show. It might have been for like. Vanderpump Rules I don't know what series they're on with that because I don't watch Vanderpump Rules but like I don't know but anyway 
my summary for this week is I was not happy with Kyle's like so she dealt with the Kathy situation with Rena. I think Kathy was right to apologize because that was awful her behavior. But also, I think there's a lot of backstory we don't know. And also, I also think there's an element of kicking somebody when they're down. Like if somebody's genuinely apologizing and is low, like take the apology. Yeah, just leave it oh, there. Yeah. That's like Rena's mo. As soon as they get someone as low as possible and they're apologizing to you, she's like, yeah. But what about that? What about what you said about Harry? What about what you said about this? When I say it. Oh, is that what we're going to do? Oh, yeah, we're going to get low. Well, I'm going to get lower. Like, she's that type of stupid fuck. Yeah. Anyway, anything else we want to discuss about Housewives before I move on to the episode? No, I'm so excited for the episode. Well, please lower your expectations. I've tried my best. But it's, that's it's that's not, my new Tinder bio. Yeah, please lower your expectations. Um, I've tried my best. <laughs> so I was kind of I felt like bad kind of last time we recorded because I felt like the Gla- Glam's Castle thing there was like I tried to get so much stuff done that I didn't particularly do enough and I think I'm teetering on the edge of of doing the same with this so excuse me if I keep it very very like strict to what we're discussing I've tried to include a couple of examples of EVPs which I will try and play during the session uh, during this um at the end just to give you some examples but I think we might need to um we might need to have it linked basically on Instagram as well or on our TikTok so that we people can go in and see for themselves. Because sometimes yeah, for sure. Sometimes you need to have it spelled out when you're when you're listening to an AVP. But um <clears throat> anyway, so let's crack on with the episode. So EVP, electric voice phenomena, more commonly known as AVP, is the recording of otherworldly voices onto tapes reel-to-reels and other types of recording equipment so like I was saying earlier in episodes when you see uh vet fielding pull out her like cheeky little device it's when people say is there someone there please say something if you can speak into this little microphone and then it picks up the voice recording um a newer term for the phenomenon is instrumental transcommunication and it's called ITC it refers specifically to the way the voices are recorded using technology um, I'll get onto this slightly later in the episode, but like basically there's different where it used to be very straightforward and how you used to record these types of uh phenomenon. Now there's like a lot more different equipment that ghost hunters and people who are interested in this type of thing can 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 use. Um so let's kick off how it started. Um and by the way, we did, this, we did do this a few weeks ago using an app. Um, I'm not necessarily thinking that apps are the best way forward, but I think there's a lot of evolution in that market because I was looking at it the other night there. I was like, mm, I think I'm going to spend some money on this, but we'll talk about it later on. So <clears throat> as the spiritualist religious movement became point, um, more prominent um, between, I didn't realise it was so long as this, and now it makes much more sense why the others was like had this sort of shit going on as it did. Between 18, 1840 and 1940 was basically that the hype of the spiritualist movement um and it was almost like a kind of cult thing i know we've mentioned it in other episodes but it was like a kind of like movement throughout the world where it was a belief that um the spirits of the dead can 100 percent be contacted by things like mediums new technologies um you, obviously you can photograph ghosts it was kind of where like religious and spiritualism became entwined with science um because people were just so adamant you know if if you say to someone these days right 
oh, I'm going to like a seance tomorrow night. I'm going to like try and speak to the dead. I know there's like all these programs and stuff and people like believe it, but you wouldn't necessarily like be like to the average person in your work, oh, that's what I'm going to do tomorrow night. Yeah. Because they would think yeah. you're crazy. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Absolutely. through this period that this was like just like oh yeah yeah you did that tonight yeah good one yeah of course you're, you're of course you're gonna talk to the dead that's just like you know whatever it's like watching telly so um the movement traces its and i know you've mentioned this in, the, in earlier episodes the movement traces its um roots back to 1848 that you mentioned this is um uh the young sisters kate and margaret fox from hinesville new york um so they're called the fox sisters um I know you mentioned this, but one day, basically, the girls began to hear inexplicable tapping noises in their room. Before long, they'd created um, and modified Morse code to communicate with this apparent source of knocking. Kind of like what they should have done with the Enfield Portergeist, by the way, now I was thinking about it, because they started off with the knocking. 100%, and- yeah. Because remember, they were dead late in the day then, like, communicating with those guys. So anyway... Yeah. So basically, the, the Fox sisters all kicked off. Um, they discovered finally, and I'm I'm sure you mentioned this before as well, the ghost of a peddler who'd been murdered in the Fox's home was who they were speaking to and was buried in the cellar. Um, basically, after all this happened, pamphlets quickly circulated, um, attesting to the girls' experiences. Um, and in the wake of the, and you also mentioned this as well, in the wake of the grief of the Civil War over in America, because so many people had died and lost loved ones and stuff, you know that there was like a pure massive, massive interest in this talking to the dead and wanting to speak to your loved ones and stuff. Yeah, and yeah absolutely. Bitches, and those bitches milked it, but they also did an incredible job at um, coming forward and saying that they'd, they'd milked it a bit too far. But I think for the most part, they did actually believe in what they were doing long term wise that yeah we had we did actually do this for a living maybe we exaggerated but it was something that that was true so everyone was pure mad for it <laughs> um basically the the reason this became so big as well which is an interesting fact that i hadn't known about amy and isaac post who were a radical quaker couple and long-standing friends with the fox family invited the girls into the Roch- their rochester home immediately convinced of the genuine phenomenon that they were experiencing with like the whole like um inducing spirits and talking to them and stuff like that they literally helped spread the word through the quaker community which also made it more and more kind of like w- wildly used across the country um and basically um um, they became the kind of they, they they became kind of like the core spiritualists of the whole movement um and it also puts this i also read this earlier in a way this is has a lot of so spiritualism has a big association through quakerism with things like radical political issues because it's like it's like basically to do with like um things like abolition temperance and equal rights for women were all part of the same movement and stuff like that so it's weird that all that time it's almost like a sort of another form of activism but anyway that was just oh my god like, is that why we love it so much yeah, it's to do with like we should. I'll, I might do a further episode on this in the history of Quakerism. Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's like quite, and rather than just religious factor, it's like a there was like a lot of radicalization that came from it, and like progressive yeah. thought thought thinking and things like that. So it's quite an interesting one. So I suppose it's a quite a progressive, you know, movement at the time, especially. So it makes sense. Totally, totally um so so anyway um yeah so that was so the spiritualist movement is where this all starts you know table tipping seances all this type of stuff and as you've mentioned before in other episodes as well thomas edison was fundamental and like not fundamental but he was one of like 
the key players in the spiritualist movement along with like a lot of other notable like scientists and novelists and you know like Arthur Conan Doyle in this country or in Edinburgh and stuff and but Thomas Edison because he was an inventor was particularly interested in how you communicate with the dead so in the 1920s Thomas Edison tried to invent a device capable of communicating directly with the dead um, at the time Edison wrote if our personality survives, then it is strictly logical or scientific to assume that it retains memory, intellect, other faculties, and knowledge that we acquire on this earth. Therefore, if we can evolve an instrument so delicate as to be affected by our personality as it survives in the next life, such an instrument, when made available, ought to record something. Unfortunately, Edison never... Wow. I know. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Again, this is where like spiritualism meets science. This is not like a kind of like, oh, this is like abnormal, totally. natural. This is like- A bloody wish scientists and like inventors nowadays were like trying to do something like that because I honestly bet they could make something. No, I know. Instead of like, you know, like Jack Osborne just like leading the way or whatever. God bless. Literally. <laughs> Every time I turn on Discovery Plus, it's like Jack Osborne, Jack Osborne. <laughs> Thank you, icon. God love you, Jack. <laughs> so anyway, Edison never succeeded with this invention, obviously, but it seems he did believe that it might be the possibility of of capturing dismembered, uh, disembodied, sorry, dismembered, disembodied voices with a recording device. So they'd already collecting the turn. I know. I was like, oh my god, yeah, too many, too many murder podcasts. Um, so yeah, basically there's like, um, so he was obviously invested in it and they, and they kind of like, science was really starting to acknowledge that this was like a thing. So, um, I'm just going to take you through kind of like a brief history of stuff that actually, um, happened. Your meeting will end in 10 minutes. I'm going to invest in Zoom professionals so we don't have to do this every single bloody time when I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, so the kind of like, um, the original and, um, kind of almost like kind of trendsetter with this in the 19 I think this is a 20 in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s this guy was the American photographer Attila von Sisley he was among the first to try recording what he believed to be the voices of the dead as a way to enhance his so he was already a spiritual photographer so he used to take pictures of like ghosts and things like that but he wanted to kind of like he was kind of like your original like Zach Bagans or whatever where he wanted to verify like the pictures he was taking with actual like voices and stuff like that was he like I never believed in ghosts until I came face to face with one <laughs> yeah basically that was his motto <laughs> I didn't believe in ghosts <laughs> until I came face to face with one you wanted um, us you got us <laughs> yeah I know what a fucking amazing intro that was I used to laugh I at know, it so hot. um so he used to enhance his photography with like basically he wanted to like capture ghosts like on on tape and stuff like that. He began his attempts in 1941 using a 78 RPM record. But it wasn't until 1956, this is what I'm saying, like over many, many years after switching to the reel-to-reel tape recorder that he believed he was successful. Um, working with Raymond Bayless, Von Sisla conducted, I think he was also um, a parapsychologist. Um Von Sisla conducted several recording sessions with a custom-made apparatus consisting of a microphone and an insulated cabinet. This is what I'm talking about with that woman earlier who put it inside a tin. Um, yeah. Um, cabinet connected to an external recording device and speaker. 
Sisley, and by the way, I'm sorry to his family. If you ever, for some bizarre reason, listen to this episode, I don't know if I'm, I'm pronouncing that properly. I didn't check on Wikipedia. Sisley reported finding many sounds on the tape that could not be heard on the speaker at the time of the recording, some of which oh, were recorded weird. when there, were, there was no one in the cabinet. He believed these sounds to be voices of dis- discarnate spirits. I never knew that, that word before. Um, what words? Discarnate. Discarnate. discarnate? Oh. I'm going to add it to my repertoire. Um, among the first recordings believed to be voices um, were such messages as the G. This is G. This is G. Hot dog art. Uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. <laughs> so that's great. Aww. I was like, thanks, babes. Um, Von Sisla and Raymond Bissler's work was published by the Journal of the American Society of Psychical Research in 1959. Bayless, and I'm going to read this bitch, uh, Bayless later went on to co-author the, the 1979 book Phone Calls from the Dead. So it's kind of like they're like... Oh, cool. So those are the first guys to kind of like understand that you could hear things um, you couldn't hear things in real time essentially but you could if you recorded and then listened back and stuff like that so that was kind of like evolving that um, in the 1940s obviously these guys spanned across 30 years but in the 1940s it, it wasn't until the first like actual verifiable spirit I know that they recorded things in the 1950s but in the 1940s there was actually a, veri- a verifiable spirit voice that was picked up on tape um, this was accomplished by the Reverend Drayton Thomas what a name while testing medium Glad's um, Gladys Osborne Leonard, a psychic of her psychic abilities, um, she produced this manifestation um, while she was doing it. So either she was like vomiting or whatever it was that these pure mad psychic lassies do and stuff like that. Um, Reverend Thomas captured the audible disembodied voice on tape while he was like testing her and stuff. Thomas later identified that the voice that he heard was in fact his own father. So she had obviously connected to him and stuff like that. But that was the first. And I know it's kind of like, it kind of like ducks out a little bit. Because it's like, mm, did you just verify that? Because you could, because you said it was your dad. But he was like, no, it was genuinely, that was my father's voice I heard on tape. So that was the first evidence. Oh my God. Um, in the late 1940s, Marcello Bacai of Grosseto, um, Italy, claimed to be able to pick up voices um, of the deceased on a vacuum tube radio. So he started picking up stuff like that. Um, vacuum tube. Yeah, I know that. Like, I think it's one of those. It was those things. You know, when you see those old radios that are like have like weird tubes. It's like way back when. What? Let me. We'll put it on their Instagram or whatever. Yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. <laughs> I think that's it's another way of like where basically like we'll we'll talk about it in a bit where radio signals yeah. voices as well. So kind of like yeah. white noise um in the 1950s and 1952 two catholic priests father oh, these italians are mad for it father ernetti and father gamelli inadvertently picked up an evp while recording um Re- gregorian chants on a m- magnophone magiphone no no when the wire on the machine kept kept breaking father gamelli looked to the heavens and asked his dead father to help to him to help them fix it to the shock of both men his father his father's voice was heard on the recording saying of course i shall help you i'm always with you further further air experiments confirmed that this was this this was like a, a verified phenomenon as well 
It's a lovely eh? He's like, oh, father, I can't record the Gregorian chants. You must help me. Of course, I will always help you. Please hand me That's the radio. That's so, like, touching that he's like, I'm always with you. I know, I know. It's, like, lovely. Um... And then in 1959, Friedrich Jungersen, a Swedish film producer, was recording bird songs. On playback, he could discern his mother's voice saying in German, Friedrich, you are being watched. Fidel, my little Friedel, can you hear me? Oh my God. Oh, that's so like sad. But it's okay to say you're being watched, but oh. I know. I think it may have been like, watched over by his mother. Um, his, sub- his subsequent recordings of hundreds of um, such voices would earn him the title The Father of EVP. So he literally like recorded thousands thousands of examples after this happened. Um, he is wrote- he the father or is he daddy? <laughs> Why you always got to go down that road, girl? <laughs> Mad for it. Continue. <laughs> You can call him the daddy of MVP. Evie, Evie. Nah, that's, daddy, is all, daddy will always be Zach Bagan. He's I know. always going to be daddy. I know. Hot, hot. Um, he wrote two books on the subject, Voices from the Universe and Radio Contact with the Dead. I must um, I must stick these out. I've actually downloaded a couple of them, um, which I should have read before this episode, but it's funny what you discover while you're researching and then you can use it later on. So maybe we'll have a follow-up episode after this. Cool. Um, in 1950, in the 1960s, her younger son's work came to the attention of Latvian psychologist named Dr. Konstantin Rodivi. Um, a first, a fir- at first a sceptical, Rodivi began his own experience in 1967. He too recorded the voice of his deceased mother saying, Kosulit, this is your mother. <laughs> Which I love the idea of like coming through like, Kosulit, this is your mother. Was, it, was his mum dear? <laughs> I think he was I think he was Latvian so that was my that was my closest to um Fair. a Latvian catch catch a break bitch um so yeah Consuit, this is your mother Consulate was the boyhood name she always called him he recorded thousands of EVPs as well and I'm pretty sure Youngerson as well um also did a lot of his experiments with Carl Jung you know the philosopher and kind of like psychologist and stuff if you're familiar with that so interesting how much again how much science psychology and like philosophy even um sort of like come comes into this movement it's like trying to get to know the understanding of the universe i suppose the 1970s and 1980s from 1979 and 1982 spiritual researchers george and jeanette meek love a meek um joined forces with psychic william o'neill to record evps using radio oscillators during that time o'neill built an electric audio device dubbed the spiracom um o'neill well i'll get into that now with a wee bit more detail in a second o'neill claimed this the device was uh, was built to exact specifications he received from dr george jeffrey muller a university professor and nasa scientist who died six years previously george meek and william o'neill recorded more than 20 hours of dialogue with dr muller after the guy had gone bye-bye um through the no and you know this i've actually i know that recording i know that and i've tried to find it and i can't find it online i don't know why so if anyone can find it for me send it on I, it's I've, a conspiracy. I've heard it yeah fucking nasa fucking nasa trying to block things props the microchips microchips man mm-hmm. so um as I mentioned before, right, voices. So let's just go into a little bit like of actually what is being recorded, right? Because I think a lot of people get confused these days because you do have ghost adventures that have like ghost boxes and all these different other technology and stuff like that. But originally, 
voices that are recorded are normally heard during playback. So when you see Zach or whatever hottie being like, is there anyone here? Tell me if there's you hear him go, hey, ghosts or like demons, are you there? He'll do it on a recorder and then he'll listen back and then they'll hear voices. And like I said earlier in the episode, that's where you sometimes get the most authentic sounds. Um, So the words may be in any language and they can be in a combination of different languages called a polyglot. Um, sometimes the voice answers questions or addresses the researcher directly. Um, it may call the person by name or mention something um, very personal to the researcher. Um, and sometimes it can sound like a like a like a voice singing or giggling or whatever and stuff like that. Um, I actually didn't know about this until I watched Ghost Adventures. Um, but I didn't realize they like officially because of all the science that was involved in like this type of recording before now. They actually have, they have categorizations of EVPs. So research researchers categorize recordings based on their audibility, so how well that we pick things up. So you've got a class A, which is what what fucking Zach says all the time on his. He's like, "That's a class A." Everything is a class A. EVP. That's a class A. <laughs> class A voices are very clear and easier, easily understandable. Now, I don't disagree with him actually because he does have a lot. He does have a lot of examples where that does happen to him. Class B voices are fairly loud and clear and are sometimes audible with headphones. So that's when you turn it up real, real loud. And then class C voices are soft and often indiscernible. So like basically like if someone's being like tip, 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 tip. Um so I think I mentioned um Constantine Rodi earlier. Um he I think he was the guy who worked with Carl Jung or is the guy who worked with Carl Jung to sort of develop methodologies and how you actually record, how you categorize and all this type of thing. Um, in Rodive's mind, so as, in, as documented in 1971 work, Breakthrough, an amazing experiment in electric, electronic communications with the dead, um, the thoughts of as the philosopher and student Carl Jung exposing Rodive's sentiments about the possibility of continuous life. So that's what that whole thing was about. In Rodive's mind, or Rodive's mind, the EVP recordings he had made were just the beginnings of the scientific work that would change the human being's thought about life or what, what would change the, the human being's thought about life. So they were the kind of kicking off the whole thing. It's quite possible that one day results will emerge from the voice experiments that will have to have a bearing on the highest, indeed the ultimate goal man has sought throughout the ages and is still seeking the answer to the question, who am I and where am I going? De- death might not then be seen... Uh, death might seen sorry i can't say this death might then be seen as no more than a metamorphosis from one state of development to another so his whole mo as well as carl jung and his writings as well was about proving that basically we're just matter we move between spirit realms or move between existences there is no sort of set life death kind of thing and they kind of made it part of their life's work and both science and philosophy to prove that so he did a number of different types of recordings so there's the microphone recording radio recordings which i think picks up like radio waves and things like that radio microphone recording frequency transmitter recording and diode day recording um rather than going to whole spiel because it got dead sciencey when i went into it i was just like i'll just list them and if people want to go ahead and do their own research into these types of methodologies please do but it is quite a it's quite a mother a mother to get around um, absolutely 
And regardless of how clear the recording is, voices really speak a few, a few uh, than a few more seconds. And and most recordings I've heard this as well, or mostly EVPs, they'll say a sentence. Or there's been a couple of occasions where, like, if they use a voice box on, like, like again, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, like Spooky Scotland or whatever it was called, um, you will get real time replies with the voice box. But the clearest answers always come from like a a playback recording I find uh, researchers spend hours listening again and again and again to these things so see when you go on YouTube and you listen to EVPs or you whatever I never appreciated just how long people go in to listen to things and they enhance it and they like so it's not just like they're not easy to pick up you need people to do a lot of analysis to, to do it so when Zach gets a real-time reply on the show that's like a miracle by the way so they are absolutely They've literally got what Jay Wosley and Billy Tolley, who are both audio techs. Oh, yeah. Like, purely to do EVP stuff. Total experts as well. So, so in 1980, William O'Neill constructed, as I mentioned before, the Spiricom. O'Neill claimed the device was built to the specifications of Mueller, and this is where they did all these things. So um, the Spiricom is kind of like, was kind of an evolution of like how you could potentially capture, um, like basically pick up the right signals in real time to have conversations with ghosts. So that was built in 1980. Um, obviously, tried and tested people use things like like obviously like recording devices and voice recorders and things like that but in recent years um things are becoming things have been becoming a lot more sophisticated and advanced um in 2002 so um another electronic device specifically constructed for evps was the thing called the franks box um or the ghost box and yeah it was created in 2002 by evp enthusiast frank sumption um for supposed real-time and i know you've mentioned frank bots before for supposed real-time communication with dead people um i'm not as much of a fan of these but sumption claims he received the design instructions from the spirit world but always getting instructions from the dead right uh, the device is described as a combination of white noise um a white noise generator an am radio receiver modified to sweep back and forth through the am band selecting split second snippets of sound I'm like less convinced by the spirit box. Like, I think if I was going to do an investigation, I probably would just leave it at home. I'm not like a fan of the whole like, oh my God, did you hear that word? Did you hear that thing? Did you, do you know what I mean? It's just not something that I think I find plausible. So No, and I also think just as an addition, I think sometimes Ghost Adventures, they're clutching at straws. Yeah. A lot of those EVPs, I'm like, I don't hear that. It sounds like somebody's trousers. I know. It's like they're, they're like, they're, yeah, you always know that they're like they're struggling to get any activity when they whip out the ghost box or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, but fair enough. Someone tried to make an invention, and, and it is like it's tried, it's tested, it's used. You know, and sometimes it does have real time replies, but I'm just not convinced by it. Um, but these days, a lot of um the devices that like for instance like Zach uses are a lot more sophisticated. So it's not just the ghost box, but again, the old fashioned voice recorder is probably your best thing. Um, I'm actually gonna play. And I hope you can hear this. I'm actually going to play um, from one of the episodes of Ghost Adventures, um, an ep- um, basically a voice recording they did that was pretty convincing. Um, it's probably not one of the best ones. I, I found it, um, but it's one of the ones that I find, because I do think that Ghost Adventures' best evidence is these types of clips. So I'm going to see if I can play this to you. Um, I'm going to skip to 217. And let me... Can you hear this okay if I play this, right? Yep. Right. Hello, 
So basically, um, <laughs> Zach's recording or talking to this ghost and stuff like that, but you can actually hear, um, and he's with this woman. I think it's in a more close and like close counter, like it's not like a huge venue he's doing, it's somebody's house basically. And you can actually hear like muffled sounds coming right back out the recorder once he's finished recording. But oh my god, I'll keep playing it though. There's a couple of times where it's actually really clear. What the f***, what dude? What the f***? Oh my god, that was like a clear day voice. Like it a deep voice. It literally says, I'm the ringleader. Which is like... Crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. So also, Zach's voice is sexy. Sorry, someone's in the... Sorry to interrupt my incredible, amazing podcast, but someone's in the car shop over there and is like staring at me through the window. Like... But from the car, weird. Anyway, uh, about that. thank God I'm wearing a top today. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> one example. So like they're constantly picking up really good EVPs using that type of methodology in Ghost Adventures. I'm going to actually play you another video that I found. By the way, I was going to use Gold Rush, right? Uh, Gold Rush Paranormal, which is a fantastic YouTube channel who he's basically uses like modified like ghost boxes to talk in real time to spirits and stuff. But I think he's got like a copyright issue um on people using his stuff. So I wasn't able to include it in this episode, but I'll put a link in our show notes to go and check his stuff out because that's where he recorded interviews with like ghosts like Michael Jackson, Kobe, and like also more prominently for us anyway, because we're interested in the case, Shanann Watts, where he picked up like class class yeah. EVPs of her um, so here's another um, recording that was done by a spiritualist uh, spiritualist investigator group that was included in ABC um, this is actually quite I don't know it's quite no it's not disturbing but basically they're talking to a child ghost and they're asking it to play back it's ABC's and you can hear it really clearly so I'll play that now so in the past little girl I've had some really good results with uh, children seeing their ABCs. I was wondering if uh, you would like to come forward and do that with me. Yes, your ABCs. Can you say your ABCs with me? I'm going to start and I'm going to let you continue. How about that? Here we go. You ready? A, B, C. No. That's like in real time. Oh, oh my god. Chills. That is wild, eh? So that's another example. But I think one of the, and I know I've just mentioned it as well, right? But like, I love EVPs. Like, I love the sort of idea of like that you can talk to people in real time through this type of communication, stuff like that. But, um, I'm also super interested in um like people do use talk contacting the dead to like solve cases and things like that. So like there's obviously you hear like sometimes when police in these big cases in America or even over in this country where they struggle to find like the like they struggle to find like the answer to a case or why someone was killed or where their body's buried or whatever. They sometimes reach out to spiritualist mediums to try and like get an idea of where things are going. And I also believe that like um you know you can use this type of technology to kind of like 
basically uncover like actual like crimes and stuff because you've, mm-hmm. you've you were going to do a story in that girl that like that ghost that solved her own murder right yes yeah, so I actually put it on her our Instagram um, yeah. and it is probably going to be a future it but yeah Teresa Abasa I think her name was she it wasn't through EVPs but it was through her voice channeled through a person and she said check this guy's apartment um, and there was evidence that he had killed her Ah, oh, right okay I see it's through dream stuff because there's this like there has been occasions as well where people have said like on MVPs and stuff oh the body's very dead or that that they are but anyway one of the oh, most nah. I know I know one of the most um famous crime scenes of recent years I've just mentioned her was obviously the Watts family crime and, and I I the whole case was crazy like you know the fact that they had so much footage of him so much you know so much detail so the, all the interviews were released like the public could see end to end exactly what happened with that murder case and how yeah. horrific it was and the weird thing as well about Shanann being like um and I know we've mentioned in earlier episodes like she was quite a social media person like she she sort of put her life online so people really felt like they knew her and stuff but one of the most um just not disturbing I would say but one of the most convincing um EVP recordings that I've heard recently was literally when the canine dogs were going through Shanann's house now I didn't realize this at the time but I watched back the full thing the other day and you know that Chris was literally just outside the house when they were doing that you know when they heard the little girls yeah I had no idea I thought he'd already been arrested but he literally comes out the house and then the canines go in and she's going around like listening stuff but they picked up the police on their audio on their body cams picked up some crazy evps um so i'm gonna play yeah, them. they even heard it with their naked eye didn't they they could <laughs> they heard it with their naked eye their naked ears. They, they did <laughs> that was that was the wild thing their naked ears picked up um <laughs> i might not play that one because that's like a, a more commonly known one so basically one of the canine yeah. women or this older woman walks into like shenan's wardrobe and they hear and i think it disturbs them as well like a child laughing um and they it's quite strange because they can't like determine where it came from and and you can tell they both got visibly get a shock the two women and stuff yeah Yeah. Um, i'm just gonna see if i can um uh, play you another um apologies i had to take this off someone else's youtube another fantastic account that i'll recommend on our youtube on our instagram but basically um there's a couple occasions in the house where literally they they pick up voices and there's things like Chris has said, this is our home, I'm with Cece. So I'll play a couple just now. Yes. Yes. actual chills 
something told her. By the way, we'll put links in our episode to these videos and stuff like that because yeah. there's been fantastic EVP work done. But like, I again, I think I think the best methodology for like literally communicating to the dead is like simply just getting a basic recorder, going in, asking questions, or moving around because though they were just doing about their business doing their investigating and to pick up i'm with cc this is our home they somebody said chris and one of the voices and then oh something told her something told her by the way we should do it we should do a full i mean i know we don't do murder like episodes but we definitely should do a podcast on this and we should do it from end to end like a big massive yeah yeah there's so much she's so active yeah and i have to say it's the one murder case i know everything about but like um, yeah. and so basically you check that that video out and also check out the video that I mentioned before about Gold Rush um paranormal where he uses like a modified spirit box to talk in real time to, to ghosts and like I shared it with you, it literally sounds like her voice. I don't know if he slightly modified 100%. but even her responses made sense to what like Is that Costas? Is that Costas? the one that's Costas, He's yeah. Fantastic. He's, he's fantastic but again you're right he has to sit for ages before he gets a response yeah he has yeah. to really try so basically in summary guys as we're coming into spooky season if you're gonna go out and do your ghost hunting given all the history you now know and some of the examples we've given and stuff like that the best methodology to use is a voice recorder you have to take your time you have to spend time doing analysis and then you can really get to grips with like what potentially you've you've caught up but um yeah um it's starting to get closer to my morning meetings to kick off my actual nine to five job so i think i'm gonna end the episode there um thank god because it's dark here and i'm getting creeped out I know I, I did think it was a bit risky playing you those things, but I hope you enjoyed my research and I, very much. and I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, guys. Um, I think we should do an episode in the future where we literally do stuff like this. Like live. What do you mean? Like we we do the we should word, do, investigation. We should do. When you come back over from New Zealand, we should definitely go and do like a live recording and try and get some real EVPs because I tried to do it last night in my house and then I thought, fuck, if I pick, <gasps> if I pick something up last night, I'm just going to shit myself for the rest of the night. So I just forgot. Oh my God, I can't believe you ever thought that was a good idea. I know, I'm always like that though. <laughs> like, I did it at my mum's house the week there. Oh my God, are you all right, hon? Actually, you know what happened to me the other day there? I was I was hoovering the house and shit and um, I was listening to a podcast on my headphones and for some bizarre reason... I must have, you know how you, you sometimes flip between apps? Basically, my app mm-hmm. must have opened up my ghost app thing. And I heard this like weird radio signal. And for some reason, I thought it was part of the podcast I was listening to. So I didn't pay anything attention to it. Like I thought they were having like radio like issues or like like sound transmissions. And then I, as I was walking around, I heard it go this like, it doesn't, does this sound when a, when a, like a word comes through and it goes like, <gasps> like that like it's proper scary <gasps> and then I realized I was like fuck that fucking app's on and then I looked at the app and it just said alone I was like no yes I am alone cleaning my fucking house again thank you for pointing it out and then I turned it off quickly but I actually did shit it there actually to be fair but I wouldn't do any this is a scary episode this is scary I can I can tell you're quite scared by the way because you're normally a lot more like oh, 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 oh. So yeah. No, I know. There's no daddy jokes now. I'm 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 freaked out. 
Right. Well, I'll I'll let you go then, babes. I'm going to kick off my working week in the office and I end from my bed and you have a lovely sleep and crack on some family guy, okay? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our first episode of Month of Macabre. We are the OG Spooky Bitches. Keep an eye on our podcast. No, our Instagram at <laughs> just something podcast. But keep an eye on our podcast too. Yeah, keep an eye on the podcast and also subscribe to our social media channels. And by the way, we're starting to get a lot more active on TikTok. So please, if you haven't subscribed yes. to TikTok, get on there. Olivia's got some sterling content on there right now about what was it, Lady What? It's the Green Lady of Fivey Castle. The Green Lady of So Fivey. I put the t- I had to put so I put subtitles on the TikTok. Um, and I put it as British English, but I did have to change some of the words because it kept writing five A castle as like the l- number five and then A. Um. And I was like, it's not five A castle. <laughs> I just thought it was quite funny. Five A castle. <laughs> five A castle. But yeah, I'm creeped out. So I'm going to go and check on something, okay? <laughs> All right, babes. Well, you have a nice sleep and I'll speak to you later on. And thanks everyone okay. for listening. Love you. Thanks for listening, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.